Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as hosts Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. Thursday, February 10th. 2022 it is super bowl week and we are going to get the show rolling right away because we've got a very special guest with us all the longtime listeners of our show have probably heard the name tony neville before we love him he's fantastic we went and had a show for the march madness tourney a couple years ago straight out of his sports book so let's bring him on board talk a little big game action tony how are you my friend I'm doing great, Mike. How are you feeling today? Oh, man, I'm excited because we're only just a few days away from uh, a really intriguing matchup. It's not necessarily a team of, like, historical relevancy, so to speak. But I think from just a pure, like, if you're not a fan of either team and you're looking forward to what should be a really fun game, I think this has a lot of appeal. What about you? Well, I think both the teams uh, bring in uh, dimensions of the game where they're going to be throwing that football uh, the question mark will be about whether or not how well either team will be running it, but you know that the ball will be in the air. You know, the issue that we have with this year's matchup is it's taken a while for the L.A. Rams and, and their fans to really gravitate and accept them over in the city of Los Angeles. And with the Bengal fans, you know, this is brand new. It's been a long time since they've come anywhere down this road. So it's kind of like the great expectation. Everybody expected the Rams to either be in the conference championship or the Super Bowl, and Cincinnati was kind of an afterthought. You knew they had a great quarterback, but you didn't know how much he matures since last year, and he's come around, and I know when I'm watching the games and I look in his face as he's making the calls and, and asking for the ball, his eyes are big, he's focused, and it reminds me a bunch of back in the old days when the Chicago Bears used to have Mike Singletary play oh, a yeah. middle linebacker with his big eyes. So uh, right now, I, I think that this is a great matchup, and we're looking to set uh, a new record here in Nevada for a handle. And when it's all over with, I think everybody will be entertained for the entire three hours. Man, you hit on so many things. It's like there was 10 things there that I kind of put a, a quick dot on my notepad here. Ask Tony this, ask Tony that. But you, you hit on so many different ones, I don't even know where to begin. I guess just from a non-business perspective, because we're going to talk about that, but it sounds like you're a real football fan. Oh, yeah. I grew up, I was the only uh, Las Vegas Raider fan. It was the Oakland Raiders when I grew up in Arkansas. Every weekend we got St. Louis Cardinals or the Dallas Cowboys. And being a Raider fan and following the AFC back in the heyday with Al Davis and John Madden, Ken Stabler, and all those guys. And then to watch them uh, migrate to L.A., then go back to Oakland, and now we have them here in Las Vegas. It's great for our city. It's great for the NFL. And we love having the fans from around the country come here, whether it's for the Pro Bowl or if it's going to be for a Super Bowl, or just spend a weekend watching football here uh, with our Raiders here in Las Vegas. And, you know, the weather uh, there's a lot of people going through snow, sleet, rain, and ice, and all that kind of bad stuff right now. And we're looking to be somewhere in between 70 and 80 degrees here this weekend. So if you haven't made your plans yet, you know, see if you can find a cheap airplane ticket and come on out because everybody's going to have a good time in Las Vegas. Absolutely. And Treasure Island, which is where you're a sportsbook, recent sportsbook director at, is a very, 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 and I can add another 10 varies, fan friendly sports better friendly, wagerer friendly place to go. I know a lot of horse race fans listen to the show. It's an outstanding place for horse racing as well. Was the host of the NHC for about, uh, I don't know, X many years. I know many years running, um, which had some controversy this year uh, as well. Maybe maybe that's because they didn't have it at Treasure Island, that uh, that some protocols weren't really adhered to. But <laughs> neither that's neither here nor there right now. You know, you talked about the handle. Right. And... Uh, what I'm, and you kind of already made your prediction in terms of you guys are thinking that there's going to be some record breaking going on this upcoming year. Why is why is that? Because when you when you kind of look at things, you know, there's inflation and things are you know costs of living is going up and you know the economy isn't necessarily robust right now. And you're talking about 
the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that doesn't have a national following by any stretch of the imagination. The Rams, a displaced team that's gone back and forth multiple times in the last few years. But the game itself has a lot of intrigue. And I know the big game always attracts a lot of betters. But what is it about this year in particular that makes you say that? Well, the big thing is, is America has always been known to root for the underdog. And for a lot of folks to watch a kid go and move his tack from Ohio down to LSU, come into the league, look as if he is a, a very good product that could be here for at least a decade as long as he stays healthy, watch him have an issue with a knee, come back from the knee injury, and then come out there and guide this team. Now, this is a young Cincinnati team, and one of the guys that used to work with me here was a big Bengal fan, and they always had a great wide receiver, but they could never keep an efficient quarterback or a good running game. And now this year they've kind of got all the pieces together, and guess what? They believe in what they're doing. The coach has the full attention of the offense and the defense and the locker room. And when you have that and you look about, you know, they're like the David and David and Goliath and the Rams are perceived that they bought all the great players from other teams and they've got Cooper cup. I mean, you can't take anything away from him. They've got a great quarterback, but America loves the underdog. So we're going to get a lot of people coming in and they're going to be betting the Bengals on the money line because they don't want the points. They want the Bengals to win outright. So, you know, where I might have a lot of folks coming in from L.A. laying the points with the Rams, uh, the Bengal people will all be betting uh, them to win on the money line. So, you know, what's, so, what's even so much better than that, Mike, is we have a great weekend of all the products that we provide here in Nevada. We're going to have great racing from Gulfstream, Aqueduct, Oaklawn, Fairgrounds as the three-year-olds get ready to go towards the Kentucky Derby. We'll have the older horses coming out on the track that have been uh, in the stalls since we had the Breeders' Cup. On Saturday, we got a couple of big matchups in college basketball. We got Baylor versus Texas shootout down there in the Lone Star State. We got the Battle of L.A. We got UCLA taking on USC. And then we look at the NBA product. Mike, we got Cleveland, who nobody was picking to be a contender this year. They're going to go in and take on Philadelphia. We got Brooklyn, who's been uh, kind of sliding a little bit recently, taking Miami. And Miami in the last three months has been playing like a world champion. And then we close out Saturday evening with Lakers going up north to take on the Golden State Warriors. So, Mike, when you can put all that together over a two-, three-, or four-day period, that's why people come in here to Las Vegas is to enjoy it all. And guess what? We have drinks. We have free racing forms for the people that have their players club cards. And the beauty is the camaraderie of it all. Whether you're a sports better, horse better, everybody has a good time from 21 to 91. I love what you just said about the racing forms, by the way. I'm not going to talk about any of your competitors, but I happen to be down that way for a conference. Didn't have enough time to stop by and say hello, so I apologize, Tony. But one of the venues over there, doesn't matter whether you've got a gold player's card or a platinum one, you got to be a diamond, the higher end of the diamond, just to be able to get yourself a racing form to play the racers races at their sportsbook. I was very, very frustrated about that. So anybody that's got the program with the platinums and the diamonds, forget about that. Go over to Treasure Island. I can tell you firsthand it's a much better experience overall because they cater to the players. And sometimes I feel that this industry has forgotten about that. This industry, meaning horse racing, kind of forgets about the players sometimes. But not at Treasure Island. They do things the way that it should be done. You mentioned so much. We don't have time, obviously, to talk about NBA. I'd love to keep you for the full hour. But let's focus on the Super Bowl for a moment and talk about some of the profits. Okay. What is the percentage, first of all, of – when you look at the end of the weekend and you guys have taken in, what's kind of a guesstimate, by the way, uh, handle-wise? What's a ballpark? Well, okay, here, here's kind of the way I look at it. If I can take the game and keep that number somewhere where I've got good action on both sides, then that'll take care of itself. But okay. we like to have a, about 40% of it on the game. We like to have about 60% on the props. Now, every property is different because – we are not taking the million-dollar bets, the $100,000 bets. We're the blue-collar place here on the Las Vegas Strip. 
But if we can keep the people interested in the props, it allows people to monitor the game from the opening kickoff till the final gun sounds. Now, we're getting some interesting action on some of these props, Mike. Uh, and and some of the opinions have already been formed. Okay. So let me tell you about a couple. Okay. Okay. Right now, the whole public is coming in. They're betting with two fists that Matt Stafford's going to throw at least one interception. You know, there's no action to speak of on, on, on the – but the yes is a heavy, heavy, heavy play right now at this time. Another one, TD – I'm sorry, total rushing yards – by Jefferson. We've got the number up at 34 and a half. They're betting two-fisted that his rushing yards will be below that. I'm hoping that he runs it for a few, breaks a few away. Now, hold on a um, second. Now, on you said other, Jefferson. You're talking about the receiver? Jefferson. So is that receiving yeah. yards or rushing yards? I'm sorry. Yeah, I got him I got him for some rushing yards. You know, again, wow. it's just something to throw I out I almost thought that was a mistake. I was like, because, that has to be a mistake. Wow, that's really interesting. No, no, no. Well, we're we, we're hoping that they have some creative play calling okay. going okay. on to slow down that rush. Now, uh, some of the other props that we're getting some action on right now, uh, Cam Akers, uh, rushing attempts. They're betting under 15 and a half. Uh, the public really believes that the ball is going to be up in the air and going like crazy. Um, which team will have more rushing yards? We've got the Rams minus 24 and a half yards rushing, the Bengals plus 24 and a half, and they think the Bengals will be within 24 and a half yards on that rushing. Um, so I mean, wait, when you're Mike, talking about 24 and a half, amazing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. So 24 and a half, is that a first half line or is that like a. Well, that'll be for the full game. So what we'll do is we'll put the rushing yards up for both teams. And with one team, you'll add 24 and a half yards to oh, it at the end. Okay. I see or the other saying. team, okay. you subtract 24 and a half yards from it. Okay. And then whoever's got the lead is the winner. Interesting. Okay. Um, some of the other aspects we've got going here. Um, will Higgins score a TD? The answer is yes, yes, and yes. Again, another two-fisted uh, amount of wagers coming in on that. No one and what does 100 bring me back on that one without scoring? I'm what sorry. What does 100 bring back if 100 on Higgins to uh, to score a touchdown? What does that bring me back? Uh, well, it's plus two and a quarter. Okay. So you bet 100, collect three and a quarter on it. Not bad. No, no, no. That works real well. But the, the props, and again, our clientele. We had a few people come in yesterday. Uh, the majority will start coming in tonight, and then Friday will be the L.A. crowd that drives over on the interstate and flies in from LAX. And then we'll start the weekend up big on Saturday. And, of course, when you're over here at the Treasure Island, the one thing we have is is our sports book and our Golden Circle bar and restaurant. We have memorabilia over four or five decades on the walls throughout the building here where we take the bet. So it's not only just a sports betting location. We have the bar with the video poker and uh, Tino, but we have great sandwiches. Uh, we got great drinks, but uh, you can even play electronic horse racing here in the race of sports book. So we try to cater to everybody that comes that likes the table games, likes the slot machines, and then loves uh, the sports and at Treasure Island. You know, the one thing we say to our friends in California that may be listening is parking is F-R-E-E. You love don't have to pay for parking at the Treasure Island. Love that. And for those who haven't been to Vegas in a while, you can expect some resort fees at some of these places. Parking fees, if you're driving your family from Vegas, can start adding up. So I'll tell you firsthand, if you're staying there multiple nights paying that parking, hope you are a big winner because uh, – you know, just another one of those things. But look, Vegas isn't an expensive, isn't a super, isn't an inexpensive city necessarily. But you could find the right value. And uh, I'm not just catering uh, to to Tony here. I really mean that when I say that some of the best value and even the restaurants at Treasure Island are great. That that uh, Vietnamese Thai place there that you guys have is fantastic. You know, everything I've had, great desserts, 
It's a really, really good experience overall. So definitely, if you're going to be in Vegas, you haven't figured out your plans yet, or you're coming up with some last-moment planning, keep Treasure Island in mind because it's a good place to uh, enjoy as a whole family or you and the buddies for the game. Before I let you go, Tony, what is the zaniest, craziest prop bet that you guys are offering? There's always something that I just kind of chuckle at when I hear. I can't believe somebody would bet on that, but sure enough, there always is somebody that'll bet. The coin flip was the one that people we, used to joke yeah. about a long time ago, but now it's kind of like, you know, the national anthem singer and how long that's, that's going to go, or what are some of the funny ones? Well, you know, that's one thing that we don't particularly do here. We're not trying to entertain our guests. We want our guests to really be focused on the meat that's going on the grill. And for us, it's football, football, and football. We allow, uh, you know, some of the other places around this town to put up Academy Award odds, things like that. But when it comes to our football game, we really don't want to know uh, whether or not uh, uh, Joe Burrow is going to put up more points than, uh, you know, some basketball player that's yeah, out yeah. there. Uh, I mean, a lot of places do that, but we have found that whenever we did that, the action we got on it was relatively nil. And as long as we kept it nuts and bolts, everybody liked that better over here at the TI. Believe this is this is no joke. I'll tell you a quick quick uh, uh, on the way out kind of story about that. I had I knew a guy who was psycho enough to watch every with a with a hand timer time every single time that this performer did the national anthem to see if it was going to go over or under the two minutes and eight seconds that they were offering. And uh, I think after all that work, he got it wrong by like one, one and a half seconds. But it's like, if you're going to spend all the time handicapping and you're like a horse racing fan, didn't, didn't that Gulfstream Race 10 look a lot more appealing than watching video of that national anthem singer singing the anthem and timing it? <laughs> to me, I mean, well, just think, you probably, knew, you probably knew one guy, Mike, that did that, but there were probably 12 guys out there around the Coliseum, if it was in L.A. or any of the other uh, stadiums, doing the exact same thing. I mean, that that's par for course. That's, so that's, that's why uh, we, we try to avoid some of that because we know there's some sharp guys out there that they may not be at the eighth pole at Santa Anita clocking the workout, but they can sure clock the national anthem. <laughs> You're damn right about that. So uh, last question. Are you guys up with the, uh, you know, halftime odds, in-game type wagers is that something that's available and do you guys have an app that people could use from their seats if the lines get too long we have actually 10 self-service units in here where people can write their own bets and the one thing that we do have over here for the game sunday is we are going to have the game on not only in the golden circle and the race and sports book we're going to have it in gilly saloon and honky tonk and we're also going to have it over in the Mystere Theater, where, you know, we do our Mystere show, which is a Cirque de Soleil show. And, of course, in there, that's great viewing, too. It's a giant big screen. And if you come to Treasure Island, it doesn't matter where you watch the game, you're going to have a great time because everybody's family here. Good stuff, Tony. Man, I can't thank you enough. I, love, I think we skipped last year, but I think we've had you now maybe like four out of the last five years Best of luck this weekend. We hope that you guys kill it as a book. We hope that the players that go there have an outstanding time and enjoy the Super Bowl, my friend. Well, you know what? I really appreciate that. But the one thing we forgot to talk about yes, is sir. future book, and we're going to win about twice as much on the Rams if they win the game as what we will with the uh, Bengals. But that is really kind of what kind of makes the Super Bowl for you if the long end of your future book gets there, Mike. Oh, that's a great point, by the way. So what, what was that for the Bengals? Is that like a, a plus one or is that like a uh, 150 to one odds or something for the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl before the year started if I had placed that wager? Uh, you know what? Every place is different and how they, they book that. Now, we had it 100 to one at the beginning. Okay. And I have spoken to some people yesterday that came in and they had the Bengals to win over six and a half games on the year to win their division, to win the conference. And they've got them in the Super Bowl too at giant odds. So there's a few people from uh, around the country that said Joe Burrow might be able to do it. And, you know, he reminds me a whole lot of that guy that won one game his first year, won the Super Bowl is next. 
His name was Troy Aikman, and he played with the Dallas Cowboys. So don't be surprised if Joe Burrow pulls a big game. And if he doesn't, man, what a long way he's come since his first year. I've heard of that guy named Troy Aikman, and I think if uh, Joe Burrow does anything like that, I think he's going to be uh, sitting sitting pretty. I think he'll be a happy camper. I think it's actually a good comp. I think it's a fair comp. And uh, what's amazing to me is the fact that this guy, if things didn't happen transfer-wise, we will, might not even know his name, and Cincinnati wouldn't be in the Super Bowl this year. And that's the beauty of sports. And the beauty of Joe Burrow is he's got his head screwed on straight. And that means a lot in today's league. Sure does. And that's actually a perfect segue to our next segment, because I was going to talk about that exact same thing. Tony, thank you so much for making time with us. I know it's a busy week. Really appreciate it. Best of luck, my friend. Mike, God bless. And everybody, remember to stand when they play the national anthem. Support our troops. Thank you. Hoorah. Thank you. God bless. That's Tony Neville. Race and Sportsbook Director at the Treasure Island, Las Vegas. We've gone over on time here, so let's take a quick commercial timeout, and we'll come back, talk more Super Bowl right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. A big thanks again to Tony Neville, Treasure Island, Las Vegas. And I know for parts of that interview, it probably sounded like a uh, you know, big big advertisement for, for Treasure Island. But I really mean everything that I said. It really kind of depends. And I was just uh, talking to uh, my man, Andrew, who makes things happen here behind the scenes with the Voice America Radio Network. And we were talking about Las Vegas and kind of what you could expect at Treasure Island. He's pretty familiar with that venue, uh, as well as many of the others. And look, for a lot of our guy, our male listeners that are, that are tuning in, probably not necessarily the place that you're going to be um, – you know, cruising around with your bachelor party buddies, you know, looking for the for the dimes, walking around and the, the nightclub and all that kind of stuff. It's more of a place that you're going to go if you're a serious player, if you want to go throw down, have some beers, you know, knock a few beers back and and uh, enjoy a setting where it's not stressful. And what I mean by that is some of these other establishments you kind of have a lot of like a mix of rookies and serious players and everything in between. And especially as a horse racing fan, there's probably nothing more frustrating than somebody who's taken his merry time at the teller. When you've got a race that's about to load a uh, race that's about to go off and they're wasting minutes upon minutes laughing their drunk asses off and with the sheets of paper and trying to make sense of it for an event that's not even going on uh, for another three days, right? And you don't get a lot of that in Treasure Island. 
And like he said, they've got a lot of those self-service terminals as well, which is pretty cool. You can just go right up there, put the wager in yourself, you know, use uh, some of that technology that we got there to use and uh, press a few buttons, dollar amount, teams, wager, print. Yeah, you could tell I've been uh, I've been shut out on uh, on some some races, which could have been very fruitful to me uh, for having kind of the lack of sports betting etiquette or decorum, if you want to call it that. But anyways, great. Always great to have Tony on. We actually did a live show from his sports book, Gino and I, a few years back for uh, during March Madness. And that was a lot of fun. And they were about as hospitable as you could possibly imagine. Uh, I hadn't done a road show. You, you know, everybody that knows me knows that I'm an NFL sports agent. I'm not a sports radio personality, like a lifer in the industry. So a lot of the, you know, happenings, if you will, were first time event, you know, incidents for me, first time experiences for me. Doing a road show was a first time thing for me. So, wasn't really aware that you're supposed to tell them how much electricity you need and where you're going to set up the, the tables and how big of a table you need and all that kind of stuff. And they could not have been nicer about it, even though the requests that are supposed to be put in like a week in advance through their PR and engineering and all that kind of stuff. And I totally shanked it, but uh, they were there to save the day. So anyways, Enough of me talking about Treasure Island of Las Vegas when we have the biggest game of the year coming up. You know, Tony was talking about Joe Burrow and his, you know, personality, his demeanor. He alluded to that a little bit when he was making the Troy Aikman comp. And obviously you could tell that Tony is uh, he's not just a businessman in the business of sports wagering, but he's a football fan. Sounds like he's a football fan first and foremost. And so... When he's talking about Joe Burrow, the person making him Joe Burrow, the quarterback, it resonates with me because I've been doing some reading this week about Joe Burrow. Of course, you know, he's one of the key figures of the game. And and this is a Super Bowl that's kind of devoid of many big storylines, if you think about that. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment here. But so... When you're kind of reading up about the non-X's and O's side directly, there's only so much, so many personalities to really get caught up on. And so Joe Burrow being the quarterback, you know, being the guy that's the face guy of the organization this week, there's been some nice pieces about him. And one thing that he has said really has struck me in a very, very, what's the word, like captivating manner. So he was asked amongst the myriad of questions that he's been peppered with this week, you know, what is, what is your best advice for younger players guys, whether they aspire to be, you know, really good high school quarterbacks or, or college quarterbacks or athletes in general. Um, But I think it was even within the context of guys that are looking to get into the NFL, you know, so we're talking about like legitimate, serious prospects, guys have got, NFL ability, maybe the NFL's on their radar. And the response was a little bit surprising because he didn't talk about, you know, work ethic or arm strength or anything of that nature. He actually made it much more general, much more pragmatic in terms of the advice that he gave. What he said was this. He was looking at it from a completely different lens than I thought he would be looking at it. And he said this after your workout, don't talk about it. Don't post it on YouTube or social media. Don't video it. Just go about your business quietly. Now, here's a guy who is in the midst of, like, this is the one week in his life that he's going to be treated like a rock star, like an American god. May never get there again, right? Maybe he does. 
maybe he gets there. Like he, like, like Tony was saying, maybe he is the next Troy Aikman and gets his team to the Super Bowl three times, four times, whatever, right? And here he is thinking about how to keep it under the radar on Super Bowl week. This guy's Joe Cool for the reason, for a very good reason. It's his makeup. And I loved hearing him say that. You know, he's not the guy that's going to be taking that video. Guys in the background. Oh, my God. Woo, wow. You know, going all crazy during the workout and then posting that video and looking to get a bunch of likes and retweets and more likes and more retweets. And it kind of reminded me of other guys who are similar. You know, Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady has embraced the media and social media as a platform and putting himself out there a lot more over the last few years. And I think that's by, by design. I think that's intentional. But I think it was also intentional when he was kind of under the radar. You didn't really know too much about the Tom Brady diet and all that kind of stuff for a really, really long time. And then all of a sudden he, and, and my guess is that there's a bigger play here, right? To appeal to 40 year olds that, want to get in shape and, you know, a line of food products and health and wellness product. I mean, the guy can, the guy's going to make more probably outside of football than his contracts and signing bonuses made him during football. That I can guarantee you. Right. Cause he's one of the few guys that's able to play in, into his mid forties at the highest level. So of course people want to know, how does he do it? How's it even possible? But before that, it's kind of on the DL, you know, didn't, didn't know too much about what he did to get himself prepared to his approach, to his mindset. He just knew him kind of as a cold blooded killer, you know, but he didn't really know a lot more beyond how does this scrawny guy that's not super fast, not super athletic, do it at the highest level against guys who are bigger and faster and stronger and have the prototypical measurables that you're looking for in an NFL quarterback. Kind of reminded me of Joe Montana a little bit too. Now that was way before the age of social media and be able to flaunt all that. But, you know, here, here we're talking about guys who don't like when you're, playing like a video game, like Madden football or something, and you're trying to create a quarterback, right? Now think about this. Think about when you start, when you create this character, this avatar from scratch. Mine doesn't end up looking like, like a Joe Montana or Tom Brady or Joe Burrow. It just doesn't, Right. You know, if you're kind of like using body parts, you know, sometimes they'll do that on ESPN or on TV where they'll bring in different body parts. Like you want the legs of Randall Cunningham and you'd want the arm of Dan Marino and you'd want it, it wouldn't turn out looking like Montana. Or Brady or Burrow. And I can name a bunch of other guys, but I mean, these are all guys that, uh, you know, Super Bowl accomplished or in this year's Super Bowl, which is why we're talking about Joe Burrow right now. And so. It's just an, to me, those are the types of things that fascinate me as a sports fan and as a human being in general is what is the DNA formula that leads to success? And I think the bottom line is something that's not measurable at all. Something that NFL scouts would love to be able to capture in a bottle and look for it each and every scouting year. But you can't measure intangibles. Can't, you just can't measure those. You can't measure, measure heart and determination and what's between your two ears. You know, your God-given makeup, your, your spirit. Those are things that you just can't capture. And so when we get glimpses of it from Joe Burrow, I love that stuff. I, I can't get enough of that stuff. It's because we don't get a lot of that stuff. And I think that might be a reason why I, I relish it and, and appreciate it so much. And if you're wondering why I'm spending such a long time talking about this, yeah, obviously it's a Super Bowl participant, so 
there's the obvious reason there, but also because a lot of you guys are going to be handicapping. And when you're handicapping, you're now thinking about their demeanor. Each of these days leading up to the big game. And it's a circus. And you got family members coming from everywhere. And you know how it is. Have you ever planned a party at your home? Like a big party. You know, not two, three people. Or an event. Off-site. If you've ever done that, the one thing that you know for sure is that it gets really annoying. Your phone is ringing off the hook. Your text messages are blowing up. I'm here. Where do I park? <laughs> I can't get in. My name is not on the list. What should I wear? And these are all things that we, where are my tickets? Are you sure I'm getting, are you sure I'm on the list? Uh, where, you know, where, okay, where, where do I go? Where is this will call? Can you send me a link? I mean, this time's a thousand is what each of these guys are dealing with this week. Family members coming from everywhere. And yet they're kind of conflicted because, you know, hey, I'm supposed to stay focused. You know, I don't want any distractions. That's always the word that they use, right? Minimize the distractions. You know, you have million-dollar paid coaches telling million-dollar paid players to minimize the distractions. Well, it's impossible. But it's about how you handle fielding those distractions is whether or not it becomes distracting. And I'm so into this conversation that I'm distracted that we are up against a commercial. But really what, I, what I'm getting at is this. As handicappers of the game, we're kind of trying to figure out who are the guys, you know, are, is this a, a moment that's too big for them or not? That's always the thing that people are talking about when it comes to the Super Bowl. Haven't you noticed people handicap the Super Bowl differently than they do week 13 ball games? Right? It's not just the two weeks of preparation and all that good stuff and the hype leading up to it. It really is, how do you handle these distractions? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think that Joe Burrow is going to have an ounce of an issue. He's going to be ready to fire it up come game time. Guarantee you that. Stay with us. We'll come back with predictions and more right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety channel find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Final second here on the Super Bowl edition of the Mike Abadir Show. Looking through some of these prop wagers, we are talking about which are some of the ones that can be profitable? Which are the ones that people are into? And Tony was talking a lot about a lot of the ones that are individually based. I personally prefer some of the team-based wagers. I don't want to try to figure out who's going to have more yards, who's going to rush more, all that kind of stuff. 
right? That's just some of them kind of jump out at me every once in a while. But for the most part, I like to handicap teams or flow of game or what's going to happen. And there are two that I play every year, and I've talked about them, so I'm not going to spend too much time about it. But I like to bet on the over on interceptions for combined interceptions between the two teams and over on sacks. Okay, and you could find those lines. Now, see, back in the old days, you pretty much had one line and deal with it. So if somebody asked what the line was, you know, you'd be like, okay, the over is uh, on interceptions is two or one and a half. Um, and the over under on sacks is usually four or four and a half, right? I like to go over on the total number of sacks in a game between the two teams going above four and a half or five or whatever, and over on interceptions, one and a half or two, because I usually see that you know, outside of the Brady years, when you have quarterbacks not t- named Tom Brady, usually the losing quarterback himself throws two or three picks. So they're usually good for a couple of picks. Um, and especially when you got teams that can be passing the ball a lot, you always have the opportunity for inadvertent interceptions and deflections and tips and things of that nature. And sacks, especially when you have sack artists like the uh, Rams have. So if one team has guys that can really, really make the quarterback go crazy, that solidifies my interest in that wager even more. But let's talk about some of the other ones besides the over on INTs and over on sacks. First score. Now, I love this one. You get plus 150 on field goals. Oh, and I want to complete a thought because I started talking about back in the old school days when you're talking about the overs on interceptions and over on sacks. It was you were, you were pretty much limited in terms of the number of interceptions or numbers of sacks. The only reason I mention that now is because you can kind of shop around a little bit and maybe pay a little bit more juice or, you know, uh, insurance or however you want to call it. Um, and like if you're like, well, I want to move it down from two to one and a half or the sacks from four and a half to five, or even make it more juicy in, in your financial favor and take over on five and a half or six sacks. You could do that. That's the point that I was getting at is there's a lot more creativity now to where the, the actual number you're shooting for can change. It just changes the financial relationship of the transaction, if you will. Uh, but the, 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 the one that kind of catches my eye is the first score of the game. First score method. I love field goal at plus 150. Now, I don't love plus 150. So hear me out here. We're talking now like it's Super Bowl. I've got some disposable income or I've got some recreational money, entertainment money set aside to fool around and have a good time. Okay, this isn't like I love it, like, you know, go take out a second mortgage type love it. It's like for within the context of it's a fun thing to do to have some wagers throughout the game to keep you entertained and interested from that vantage point. I like the over or excuse me. I like the first score of the game being a field goal plus 150 on field goal. And the rationale for that's pretty simple. You know, half the scores end up, or more than half the scores end up being field goals, anyways. So you have that kind of going in your favor. But the other thing, too, is I think that teams like to settle down their ball club, especially if you have a young quarterback. And if you got like a fourth and two, maybe under normal circumstances, you're kind of a gambling man and you would roll the dice and go for it on fourth and two. Here, you may want to just get, get those points on the scoreboard. Make everybody feel, okay, cool. Hey, we've got a lead. Let's do it. Good job, good, good job boys. You know, way, way, way to, way to come, come off the field with some points. I think that's kind of the mentality of a lot of the coaches. And so you end up seeing a field goal being the first score of the game. Now, it's really funny because there was like many years in a row, and I, I can't quantify it, but maybe you could start with the Bears and Patriots Super Bowl where – the team that scored first, that put up the field goal, ended up losing. And it's funny how how many of those times that was maybe their only score or their only score until the fourth quarter or something like that. I think that was actually the case in the Bears and the Patriots game where the Patriots scored first and they got a field goal. And uh, and then the Bears went on like a 49 to zero run or 49 to seven run or something like that. I think they finished that game up 49 to 10, I want to say. Somewhere in that kind of ballpark, that type of blowout. So that's the first one that I like is the field goal one and a half, uh, one and a half. Well, yeah, it is. It's one and a half to one odds 
it's plus 150 first quarter field the one that I think has become a big time sucker bet because people have been talking about it more and more so each year the odds become less and less attractive is the first or that there will be a safety in the game for whatever reason that got really popular so I went to go look to see what it's at nowadays couldn't believe it it's plus 650 it means you're getting 6.5 to 1 odds that there will be a safety in the game. Now, I don't remember the numbers, but how often do safeties even happen in the NFL? Wouldn't I want like 15 to 1, 12 to 1, 18 to 1 on, on a safety, not 6 and change to 1 on a safety being occurring in, in the Super Bowl? I don't know when's the last time we had one. I know there was the one that was the first score of the game between the um, Broncos, uh, the Peyton Manning Broncos a year. Uh, where where they lost, not the year that they won, um, when they lost to the Seahawks. I think the very first score was, I think it was 2-0 Seattle, if I remember correctly. I don't remember if that was an errant snap or something like that, but it wasn't like a super traditional safety in that game. But people have been going crazy about that wager. Stay away from that one. That's a, that's, that's a sucker bet. Definitely not interested in who gets the first, or if there is a safety in the game or first penalty in the game. Uh, those are things that are kind of, you know, you're just really hoping to get lucky on. Um, there was another one here. And now, of course, I, my notepad has so many notes on it. Uh, some of the ones that are interesting, if you think that it's going to be a high-scoring game, then they have these wagers called race two. So the race two, who's the first to score 15 points or 20 or 25 or 30, 35, 40, that type of thing. That kind of intrigues me a little bit. You could also say neither. So you could say neither team is going to get to the 40 mark. Uh, the odds on that aren't very good payment-wise. You know, I think that's minus 650. That nobody will get to 40. Who knows? Maybe maybe some of you out there are like, you know, nobody's going to get to 40 in this game. That's free money. I, I'd, kind of, I'd kind of rather go the other way, though, and have a fun thing to root for. So, you know, I'm kind of looking at it, at it as, okay, if there is a team that's going to score 30, who is the more likely one? Well, the Bengals have the offense, so the Bengals would be the most likely one, I would think. Well, you're getting almost 5-1 to one odds that they'd be the first to score 30. To 35, 11-1. To, to 40, 14-1. I don't know if it's going to be like that kind of game or not, especially with the Rams' defense. I, if, if that was the case, then I'd rather start looking at some of the ranges because you're going to get better odds, right? So the Bengals winning by – because, if look, if the Bengals are going to get to like 40 points, I have to assume that they're going to win the game, right? And if that's the case, will the Rams keep up or will it be more like 40 to 33, like a seven-point Bengals win? Well, if you do that, then you're going to get seven to one odds, right? If you think they're going to win by like two TDs or more, you can get 12 to one odds. So I'd almost kind of back into it and say, who's going to win and by how many, and then shop around and look for what financially is most advantageous going about it that way. If that interests you, of course. They have a lot of other cool ones, too, like um, first score of the game. Now, if you said if you like the field goal one that I offered, you can get a little bit more odds by predicting the team that'll do it. So if you think it's going to be the Bengals, you get four to one odds instead of the one and a half that I mentioned earlier. If you think it's going to be the Rams, you get 3.5 to one odds. Will the game go into overtime? Eight to one. On yes. Now, I heard a lot of people saying that they think it's going to be a close game. Close enough to get our second overtime game in the Super Bowl. Eight to one odds. As you can see, I'm not coming in here with a lot of these are the plays you should make. Because I truly, truly think that there's better ways to spend your, your money 
but it's entertaining. It's fun. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Looking for things to do uh, to make the get to spice the game up a little bit. I hate those squares. I don't know about you guys. I'm not a big squares fan. Don't really even understand them. Still don't understand them. Don't really like them. Um, that's coming from somebody who actually won, and I had no idea how I won. This square game was so complicated. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I can't. I, too complicated to even explain it. Put it to you that way. Uh, but inevitably, there's always going to be squares there, and those are fun for people that don't know shit. Pretty much, that's really, really what it's there for. Um, but like I said, it was kind of cool when I was handed money. Like, hey, you won. I did. Uh, I, neither of my teams have a three or a nine involved. <laughs> How did I win? Yeah, just take take the money and shut up, Mike. All right. Okay. Prediction time. My heart is conflicted with my mind because in my heart, I want to see the Bengals win. The underdog, the team that's got the passing offense that was on fire, the guy that helped me get to some some finals uh, in fantasy, Jamar Chase, all that good stuff. But then I keep going back and being like, well, what about the Rams defense, though? Rams defense. Okay. Four points is a lot of points. I'm taking the Bengals plus four. That is a place play that I do love. That is a play that I will put money on. That is a play that I will win money on. Bengals plus four points. I think it's a very safe bet. Bank it. Call me next week. Tell me I'm a chump or congratulate me because I think that's the money play here. Bengals plus four points. That is it for today's show. It's really flown by very, very quickly. Once again, thank you so much to Tony Neville, Race and Sportsbook Director of Treasure Island. I wish everyone a fantastic Super Bowl weekend. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Find yourself a driver or an Uber. Hope you make some money. And we'll be talking, I don't know about what, next week. Probably recapping the Super Bowl. Probably not talking much Winter Olympics. Maybe some baseball. As always, thank you so much for listening. We will see you same time, same place next week. Enjoy your sports weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.